0: Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm going to take these out because I don't need them because we're not in a live class. Good morning. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Today we're going to be talking about how we put people on, pedest- on authority pedestals and make them into something that they're actually not and how that inhibits our ability to unheal, to thrive in our world. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Excited to have you here. Let me know. Your thoughts, your comments in the, in the comments below. Hi, pal. Good morning. Before we do that, we're going to jump out here to the Facebook land and get this shared out to the community. The community is your safe haven where you can find tools, guidance, and support in your journey beyond codependency and creating relationships, friendships that you love and enjoy in your life, prosperity, and peace because that's, that's what I help you accomplish. That's the my goal and purpose in helping you heal from codependencies, help you experience and realize those for yourself. So we're going to get those get this shared to the community here. The link for the community is above on Facebook, below on YouTube in the description, as well as the current announcements because we have the five-day workshop is open for enrollment. We start August 1st and the Happiness After Codependency system is open for enrollment. So come check the descriptions out above and below. On Facebook and YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, that like button, and guys, share this video out to those you know could benefit from it. All right, so authority. So let's jump into this. Do you put others on a pedestal of authority in your world? Let I me mean, know in the comments below if you found yourself doing these kinds of things, like, wow, they're right, I'm wrong. Even though there's something you've gone through, something you've experienced that contradicts what they're claiming or if someone says they just make a claim and you're like yep that has to be that I'm gonna agree with them even though you don't actually agree with them or you just assume that you can't trust your own lived experience your own senses your own intuitions your own reality you must trust other people's points of view in order to know what is real to feel sane and ultimately feel safe If you're doing any of those kinds of things, that is this idea of putting someone on a pedestal of authority. The other person is the one that knows reality best rather than you knowing your reality the best. Now we do this in codependency for a very specific reason, and it has to deal with how the body responds to threats. To a sense of danger to its existence. So the body has four options it can choose from when it encounters a danger. It can fight that danger, it can flee from it, it can freeze and play dead, or it can fawn. Fawning is where the individual would please or appease the threat in hopes that the threat won't harm it, won't threaten it, won't discard it, that kind of thing. In other words, a way of looking at fawning is trying to get the, other th- the threat to love or like us so it doesn't harm us anymore. And in fawning, there is a displacement of authority. We, in the fawn response, we're not going to trust our own sense. We're going to trust their perspective because if we trust our own sense and we follow that, then conflict, difference, and, and then fights or altercations or threatening behavior can occur, right? And likely, we're in the fawn response because of that. They said or did something that we did not agree with, that we did not want, that hurt us, that alarmed us. We spoke up against it, and then they did something in response to that that activated that sense of danger, that we can't escape, we can't flee from and so we fawn to it and we freeze around them and then we pl- try to please them. This usually isn't a one-time event. This is usually the fawn response kicks into gear after multiple events with a particular person that we have a dependency on in some way uh, for our own survival. So namely children being dependent on parents or a partner or spouse being dependent on the other Partner or spouse in some way like with money relationships uh, physical security things like that if it's just intense enough from a person that has power over us it can trigger that as well so it's a really complex thing that can happen to us now in fawning we're not going to disagree with them we're going to please and appease them so that means we treat them as an authority now this kind of habit extends into other areas like people defining our own lived experience for us, defining what we should think, what we should feel, what we should want, what we shouldn't feel, what we shouldn't want, what we shouldn't need. And the word should and shouldn't are key, key indicators that someone's trying to control your reality or define it for you. So we are, we are habituated into this. I mean, I grew up in a culture that expected obedience Obedience equaled love in the culture I grew up in. And so any kind of disagreement or difference or, um, yeah, yeah, just a difference or disagreement or difference from that would cause conflict that could then threaten the sense of my worthiness as well as being kept or loved in the relationships I had at the time. So I became very, very accommodating and agreeable to things I didn't want to accommodate, to things that I didn't agree with. This is where the people-pleasing dynamic comes in. And then, because of the way that system was structured, I looked to other people as sovereign authorities over me. So I had no connection or acknowledgement to my own intuition, my own senses, my own wisdom, my own voice, my own value. Everything was determined externally by whatever the authority said should or shouldn't be. This putting of them on this pedestal of authority trapped me from actually healing and growing in my own world. So let me know if this resonates with you guys in the comments below. I'm gonna check them here real quick, so. And as a reminder, guys, these are public videos, so the comments I read are publicly posted. This isn't in a private group. So Pamela says, hi, Marshall, hi, Pamela. Calista says I definitely do this constantly seeking outside validation to know what I know to fully trust and believe what's going on and I want to trust my trust in myself so tired of not being sure. Ah that's a biggie because that that internalized distrust of I can't trust my own senses or if I trust this I'm going to get in trouble I'm going to cause problems I'm going to get hurt I'm going to get harmed or I'm going to be claim, or someone's going to claim I'm harming them that kind of thing can show up there. And Pamela says, living in the dark triad person that will, living with a dark triad person that will argue to the end to to be right. I say I don't agree. Yeah, they're not going to play in that game. And if you're living in that dark triad, then the next step is to exit, plan your exit from that. Uh, People that live in that control dynamic are not going to be um, amenable. Because they're not going to take ownership. They're not interested in change. They're more interested in control and power. They value those things over connection, understanding, and true intimacy. So yeah, it's... Yeah, my children, religious beliefs, prolonged forced codependency. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because we are not taught to be ourselves. What happens in abusive, coercive, and neglectful environments is we are taught that the authority exists outside of us, that we must agree with that authority, or we will be ejected from that connection, from that community or from from the tribe, that kind of thing. That's a huge, it's very, very threatening and scary thing for us to experience. Healthy dynamics point us back to our authority our personal authority. That we have the right to define our reality and understand it from our perspective, and that is valid as anybody else's. We have the right to determine what we will do and won't do in response to those things that we are aware of. We have the right to manage and care for our own emotions. We have the right to have difference, to be different, and to specify how we would want to be treated in our world. We have the right to employ and act on our own desires, our own feelings, our own choices and actions, and we inherit the consequence that comes with those choices and actions. We are the sovereign authority over our own world, our thoughts, our feelings, our choices, our actions, our desires, our perspectives all of those things are ours they are not to be to, they are not for anyone else to determine the validity of the legitimacy of or what we should be doing with them. That's our work. Our work is to trust in the legitimacy of these things, to care for them, to nurture them. That's what I do in the happiness after codependency system is teach you guys how to acknowledge what's showing up in your reality and then begin to build trust into its legitimacy. Because self-trust requires trust in the legitimacy of something, then the trust in the natural completeness of those components and then trust in our behavior, or I call it congruence, the alignment of behavior with intent. That's what we do, it's part of what we do in the happiness after codependency system, because we have those three necessities that we're all trying to get met in this kind of action, that is the need for safety, emotionally, relationally, and physically, the need for connection with ourselves and others, and then the need for a sense of value identity in our world, like Am I worthy? Am I lovable? Am I a valuable person? Can I see myself that way? And then who am I from that value? All of this depends on us being our own authority, which requires us to take people off the authority pedestal and make them and make ourselves equal to them. So no one's above and below or equal. I'm the authority over my world, my experience. Someone else has the authority over theirs. This allows boundaries to become really clear because I can instantly start to identify what is mine, what is not, and then respond to that appropriately. Getting this internalized as a normal function of life is, it's work, it's a practice. And it takes trust, it takes safety, it takes a curiosity In ourselves, in in our own authority. Well, what does my life look like when I come from my own authority? It requires us to build tolerance for discomfort, for tension, for disagreement. And that is a nervous system-based work of becoming more available for that kind of energy in our world, so we can navigate it, rather than just please and appease, or distance ourselves and become ultra-independent or counter-dependent to connection and proximity with others. Those are the things we focus on, or part of the things we focus on in the Happiness After Codependency System It's helping you build tolerance for those things and then helping you learn how to navigate them and understand what they're trying to point out to you so that through that navigation you can get to where you really want to be. So that's part of our magic here. Let's see here, Gary says, when I went the opposite direction and railed against authority because of how the narc showed me leadership expects us to fail or fall in line without question. Yeah, so we have a counter dependent reaction, like I'm not going to fawn, I'm going to fight. And that actually has a different balance to it, because a lot of times we end up fighting and then fawning, fighting and then fawning. Um, And that, that leads to a lot of internal and external friction that's very intense as well. But our work is to remove the people we put on these pedestals off the pedestal of authority, become see ourselves as equal to them, and then internalize the authority we gave them. We got to retrieve the authority from them um, by bringing it into ourselves. I am me. I'm the one that has the authority over these things in my world. And then we have to cultivate trust in that power. When you do that, And what I call titration practices. Bit by bit, I can trust my own authority over my world. That allows us to adapt to and adjust to being our own authority and then learning how to use that in a way that's congruent with ourselves so that we are getting outcomes that really matter to us rather than getting outcomes that don't, that get us things that we're not looking for. So that is what we need to be doing here. So some homework, some exploration for you guys today. Signals you've made someone else an authority. You feel very scared about their rejection. If you disagree with them, you don't you don't see it the same way. It's part of you is seeing them as an authority. So signal number one. Signal number two, you don't trust your own perspective and take on things. You're seeking that external validation for someone else to make you right in your own mind. That's a chance to actually trust just a little bit in your own experience, your own expertise, your own wisdom, your own intuition, those kind of things. Signal number three is you find yourself in this kind of collapsing, fawning, I-need-to-please-them state, this anxiety about their their opinion, their perspective, and losing that connection. We're to be very, very conscious of hey, I'm moving into this please and appease font state, so what do I need to take from them? Do I need to retrieve my value? Do I need to retrieve my power from them, my authority from them? How can I restore a little more safety, connection, and value identity with myself to help exit that kind of cycle and see that relationship in a more effective manner? That's where I recommend starting out at is building into your awareness that, oh, I'm putting my authority over there. I'm making that person the authority over my value, over what I like or what I want to be doing or what I should be doing, things like that. Bring it home and ask, well, who would I be or what would I be doing if I was my own authority in my life? Now you can explore it. If you guys want to go deeper on this, you want to master this and eliminate this habit of putting authority outside of yourself and master the habit of putting it within you anchoring into your body and being rooted in your own reality so that you can have the relationships and friendships you deserve in your life that are safe where you feel seen loved and valued for who you are We can have the prosperity you seek whether in that that's monetary, business, career, whatever would be fulfilling for you in that prosperity or just have more peace in it the happiness after codependency system is designed to help you accomplish these things we start august 15th so we're coming up in about a month the link to enroll is above on facebook below on youtube come join us and let's change your life so you don't need codependency anymore you don't need to fawn you don't need to please instead you can enjoy the security the pleasure the power of being anchored in yourself so you you can have what you want in your world in ways that are sustainable, meaning it's fun, it's healthy, it's happy. You don't have to deal with the shame. You don't have to deal with the guilt, the fights, the loneliness, the chaos anymore. Instead, you can be constructing and building a world that you wanna live in, that matters to you. That's, that's the goal, so. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for showing up. Uh, thank you for your support. And your feedback on my work and the impact it's having in your lives. I appreciate it. I will see you guys in our next training video. Have a great day, guys.